Welcome back to the Own Your Awkward podcast. I'm your host, Andy Vargo, and every episode we get into what has made our guests vulnerable and how they've learned how to own their awkward in order to live their best life. Stay tuned so you can hear every awkward moment in today's show. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Own Your Awkward. I'm super excited today to have a friend from the North, one of my newest friends, Allison Perry Davies. Allison, how are you today? I am great. Thanks, Andy. How are you doing? I am doing excellent, especially now getting to talk to you. This is one of my favorite activities that I do every week is getting to know people on this podcast. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm 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 thrilled and excited and and really honored that you'd have me on your show. Oh, well, thank you. You come highly recommended Woo-hoo! By, by a good friend of mine, Nicola. I paid her, but it was in Canadian dollars, so I don't know how well she did. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did all right, because here we are. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> so, Allison, in a minute, I'm going to put you on the spot and make you decide what your awkward thing is that you have had to own and share okay. with the world. <laughs> but before that, I, I'm curious, what's the most positive thing you see going on right now? That's a great question. Um, You know, in the midst of all the crazy that's been happening, I think one of the really wonderful things is people understand how much they miss each other. And people understand the value of getting together and and just how precious our time is and, and every moment spent together or apart, what that kind of means. I think that's a lot of what happened for us in the last few years. We just, we really value our time together. Wow, that's that's beautiful. That's such a good observation because I I remember be, in the before times, <clears throat> you know, people would be talking about you know just being overwhelmed and all the things to do and, yeah. and almost this frustration with having to go see family or whatever. But yeah, taken away and outside of your control, it really makes you think. Wow, how many of those moments was I not really present for? That's right. And and how many times, like you said, how many times did I think, oh, I have to do this thing. And and then it suddenly became this, oh my gosh, I I can't do this thing. And and we started to all realize how incredibly important we all are to each other and just how much we need community. Yeah. Community is a big deal. And I think that that was one of the, you know, that was one of, and I'll tell you what else is something that happened for us. My husband and I, he was working from home and I write, so I'm at home and, um, oh, boy, I don't know, a couple of weeks into, you know, lockdowns and such, he looked at me and he goes, this is what our retirement's going like, to be like. We're going <laughs> to rock this. Like, we're just like, like you guys have it down. Like, we love being together. So this is, we, you know, and I know that that wasn't maybe the thing for everybody, but for us, it was like, wow, we, we do this well. That's amazing. <laughs> That's such a great, and such a great thing to be aware of that this was yes. kind of a practice run. Yes, this is our practice run together for about 30 years. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was going to work, but I'll stick it out another 30. <laughs> yeah, my dad was a school teacher for years and years. And when he retired, uh, my mom said it was like the summer that just never ended. And oh. I think usually she was saying that kind of begrudgingly, like he never went back to school. <laughs> <laughs> my husband's in the military, so we're very used to being apart. And, and for us, our time together is always really awesome because we're you know here's the thing when the person's in the military or any job that takes them away for a long time 
Um, the, what I, the thing that I notice is that we have an opportunity to really long for each other. Mm. And, and sometimes people who do the day to day, um, that's great too, but they never get that opportunity to really long for the person. And we've had like three decades of longing. And so we're like, okay, now we're done. <laughs> we're ready to <laughs> yeah. move on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, it's true. They say absence makes the heart grow fonder and, uh, that's a real world example of it. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Allison, I think the world is here to listen to you and to know what your awkward thing is you've had to own to, to live this <laughs> awesome, amazing life you're living right now. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I'm telling you, I, I was thinking about this. What is my awkward? Because I have so many to choose from, <laughs> like literally. I mean, is it my phobias? Is it my social anxiety? Is it just that I speak too long, too loud, too fast? Is it that I, I don't really know for sure, but <laughs> I would say that I have um, a list of issues and a list of awkwards that is quite extensive. And I think that's, I guess my awkward is that I'm just unbearably human. Ah, I love that. Yeah, it's and that's a that's a great observation because you know, on this show I ask people to pick that thing, but in reality, we're a combination of things and it doesn't necessarily have to be any one thing that we lead with. Yeah, I I, I think so. I, I I really did try to come up with one really good one, you know, and I thought <laughs> I just have so many that all my other little um issues would be so jealous if I chose just one. <laughs> You can't do like, that to well, your other issues, can you? What about me? Right. <laughs> hey, I wrote a song called I've Got Issues. So, I mean, I, I think I can own that quite well. <laughs> Definitely. So, do you know, it, was there a point where you noticed that you've got all these little things, all these phobias, all these different little human issues that, that pop up that are awkward? Was there a point where you noticed you had to just let those be as they are and not interfere with what you want to do in life? Oh, that's a great question. I, I did. I think, I think that for me, I was, um, you know, I was a anxious kid, you know, there, there's all many, there's many little labels or explanations, I think is a better way. Label sounds a little bit judgy. There's explanations for people being who are maybe overly sensitive or empaths or, or just whatever artists or whatever it is, however it is that we see the world that maybe is a little bit all over the place, not not that beautiful linear fashion. My husband is quite creative, but he sees things in a very linear fashion and I'm ping, ping, ping. And so I, I don't see the world that way. And I think I there was a few things and times in my life where I went through things that really shattered me. Mm. And coming out of that, I started to notice we're all like that. We're, we all are really just one kind of, Thing away from being shattered and if we could look at all of the different things that make us unique maybe our phobias maybe it's our passions whatever it is if we can take a look at that and go okay so this is just how I'm wired and I've got to find a way to be okay with how I'm wired I have to because this is this is all I've got and so if I don't sort this out it, it's never going to work and I and I think you know I was starting I was already getting there 
I, I think I was pretty securely there. And then I had an accident. I was in a motor vehicle accident uh, about seven and a half years ago, and I sustained a brain injury. And then I had to relearn a bunch of things. Wow. And I think that that's what really got me to the place that it was, uh, I mean, I'm doing really, I mean, I wasn't walking or talking or do, I mean, I had to relearn a lot of things, but, and now I still, there's still a lot of things where my brain just goes on pause when it wants to. I forget what I'm saying in the middle of a sentence and not just because of my age, like the real <laughs> deal, like it's just, or I get really tired or I get, you know, all of those things. And Life is a beautiful mystery. And if I, for me, I spent so much time worried about everything that it's just time to go, okay, this is just who I am and how I am. And I've got to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, as they say, it's a journey, not a destination. So I'm still on that trip. I love that. And I, I like how you, you call out not spending so much time worrying about the things. Yeah. I, I know like for myself, when I work with, with people, I, I, I try to, I think very much like a budget, like how you're budgeting everything or allocating whatever word you want to use for it. Sometimes budget sounds too restrictive, but wherever you're allocating your resources. And if we're spending 30% of our energy and focus on fear or worry, or for me, you know, in my past, it was trying to fake it or fit into a certain way. So if all day long, 30% of my energy is going to, okay, I need to be or act this way. That yes. means I'm only giving 70% to my dreams or my goals or whatever. And it's, I don't want to give 70%. I want to give a hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm, I'm thinking too, when you're saying the 30%, I'm thinking, um, I, I'm sure I was much more committed to my phobias. Yeah. And I, well, my and even for me, I think it was a smaller, I think it was a much bigger number than 30%. <laughs> I was thinking, wow, you're that's, I'm only aiming for 30 now, man. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, but that's right. That's a good way to look at it. So how easy was that? You just decided, hey, I'm I'm good with who I am and I'm not going to let these hold me back. And then I never looked back or does that pop back up? Oh, well, um, here's the thing. So I, I, I went through a series of, you know, traumas and things and then counseling for that and many many issues along the way and I got myself pretty stabilized and I actually worked with other people who were in that was what I did for a living um and then even after my accident uh I was doing pretty well and why I'm bringing all this up is that recently in the last seven months anxiety has revisited me and I had been quite free of it for a couple of decades i you know, other than the normal, oh, I'm about to, you know, sometimes I could still get anxious going on stage just for the first line of a song or, you yeah. know, things like that, right? There would be those momentary anxieties, um, which is probably more excitement. And, but I filed it under anxiety in my brain for some reason. Mm -hmm. So basically, I learned how to be okay with myself just by understanding that we're all pretty flawed. And I had many opportunities to forgive in my life. And I think that that was a big deal for me because learning to forgive myself and forgive other people, there's a way that we just see our humanity. We're all really broken, right? We're just these broken people trying to figure it out. And so when I look at it that way, then I'm like, okay, so if this thing is hard for me, let it just be hard. Like just 
own my awkwardness, <laughs> right. own my awkwardness in everything that I'm doing and, and just learn to be okay with that and not be so crushing. I was a bully to myself, mm. right? I was such a bully, so judgmental and unkind that I just couldn't do it anymore. I wouldn't be able to survive and do that. And for me, that took, that took a lot of counseling for me. That took a lot of um, learning how to forgive myself and to forgive others. And that was the walk that I went on for that. Yeah. You know, one thing that I think is beautiful there that you said, well, there's two things I want to point out. But the first is that the idea that, that everybody's got this level of brokenness that we're all dealing with. And I, I feel like we, there are things that are so important, mental health, counseling, therapy, all of these things are important. But I think sometimes when we're approaching repairing ourselves, if we view it in the way of, well, I'll get to a place where I'm fixed and then I'll tackle life. That's where we have the wrong perception because it's no, we will always have these issues and we need to do life with our issues. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Like that's, it's beautiful. That's exactly it. I mean, whatever the thing is that we're dealing with, uh, I don't know. There's a whole, there's so many things, but I've got to learn to deal with life in that, in whatever that is. And that was a lot of it for me was, you know, and I had a lot of things that had wounded me and I just couldn't quite let those go. Mm-hmm. I actually, I wrote a book on it and, uh, and, or just sharing, I didn't share the trauma themselves. What I shared was about my experience and triggers and how life felt for me mm-hmm. after that. And sort of how I found my way out of that, that windy road of, am I ever going to be okay? And sometimes it can feel like we're never going to be okay, but we are, we're, we really are going to be okay. And and as soon as we choose to do that, and that sounds like such a lousy thing to say, you know, someone's <laughs> listening right now and, and they're, and they're really going through a hard time and they're like, choose, you think I, I'm choosing this? And I'm like, no, it's not actually what I mean. It's, it's at some point. I decided that I was worth it, whatever it took, whatever it took to stop being so afraid and so messed up. It was worth it. Yeah. And that's, that's how it went for me. That's amazing. Well, you're doing beautiful stuff. You look amazing. You look happy. That's great. I am happy. Thank you. I, I like the the concept you, you, you touched on with your book, how you, you didn't focus on, the initial issue you focused on the feelings and and the coping and and yes after yes was that by design or was that accidental that was by design I'll tell you know and let me tell you (laughs) I that was very much by design although now because here's the thing because I have a brain injury and I uh, it's very hard for me to read now because I some of the impact was on my occipital lobe and so I things get a little bit um, mixed up for me in reading I can I'm doing way better but so I had been um, a co-author in three books before and and they're they're all great books and of course, when you're doing a book where people are sharing their common stories, much like it, so in the Wow series or the Family Tree series, they're just behind me or my left shoulder, or yeah, my left shoulder. Exactly, yeah. Um, and so when you write write a book with a series of authors, there's a they give you a subject to write on, and and a lot of people would love to hear 
I call them tragedy to triumph stories. So it's basically what's interesting to people is, okay, so this was where you were at and this is where you're at now. How did you get there? So I get it. Those are really important stories to tell. So I was, so I'd written those books and then I was writing my own. And what came to me was, I just, I just don't want to write anymore about the tragedy part. I'm okay to say, like I do say in the book, so, you know, in however many chapters or how many of the words are in that book, I have about three paragraphs where I say what happened, but just the line, like I was sexually abused or I was physically abused. I don't go into detail about that. I don't want to traumatize anybody else. And I don't really, for me, I see that there's value for other people in writing about that. But for me, the value was how did life appear to me and how did I experience life post trauma? Yeah. Right. So how did that work for me? So I tell I do tell stories about times when I'd be in the middle of something and all of a sudden I'm just losing it. Right. I'm losing it. And I had it took me a long time to figure out, oh, that situation reminded me of this situation. Right. And that's and I was responding to it as if I was being assaulted in the moment. But really what happened was, you know, whatever. I was in a place that reminded me of it or something triggered me. So I thought that would be really important for other people to go. If you're in the middle of that right now and you don't know that that's what's happening to you, you just feel kind of nuts. This is a really natural response to that. Right. So, you know, just like if you're in some place and you're not used to their water, if you drink it, there (laughs) is going to be a natural response. So don't worry. (laughs) Just just figure it out and carry on, baby. So. So, yeah. So that's what I did. And I and I and I just thought there's got to be a way that we can just start really looking at, Okay, life's hard. I'm not going to say life isn't or can't be hard, but how do we find our joy in the midst of it? So that's my book is called um, The Art of Healing Trauma, Trauma, Finding Joy Through Creativity, Spirituality and Forgiveness. So that's that's what I wanted to talk about a lot in my book was, okay. so this stuff happens. And we'll look at that. I'll look and describe what a trigger looks like and how that is. And then how do we find our way out of that? Wow. And how do we find even more than just out of it? How do I find joy? Because, you know, we're still going to have sore backs and parents die and things hurt us. We hurt each other all the time and we hurt ourselves. But how do we find joy? And so that's been my personal trek of late is find your joy. And and it's a very similar, I've now that I'm chatting with you, it's, it's it's a similar um take on what you're doing and i and and i love it i think they i think they um complement each other so yeah. that so yes it's it for me it's all about finding joy in the midst of it definitely well i think that's beautiful i think that um there's i i had a conversation with a friend of mine a couple of years ago who is uh, she's a coach and a, and really coaches people on storytelling mm. and communications and i asked her i said I said, well, what do I do? I need to tell enough of my story in order to give validity to my message. 
so that people know where you've been. I said, but how do you, but I don't want to dwell on that. It's just like what you're saying. It's like, I don't, I don't want to stay in this space. Right. Because there is like, like you were mentioning that trigger factor, our brain doesn't know the difference of if we are thinking about something or if we're actually happening it like what to the to the brain it makes the body have the same reaction as if yes it's happening same thing as if you look through a photo book with old memories you feel the same way as if you're there so it works good and bad yes but, but she had given me that advice of you know she tries to stay 10 percent on the the store the negative or the origin or whatever that is and then 90 percent on what came out of it which is very much in line with what you're doing i think that's a, a beautiful way to do it because really the focus needs to be on the journey, the lessons and, and how you then find that joy, no matter what, because that beginning thing that that's going to create all these triggers, that's going to be different for everybody, but with the same reactions or the same yeah. set of types of reactions, I guess. Exactly. And, and, and like, well, it's, it's interesting what your friend had said. It was basically, it was my motto too, 10%. So that people understand and, and, and yes, the validity thing, and also so that they can connect, right? It's, it's, we're just these beings that are longing for connection. We just long for it. We want to be connected in some way. And so when some, it's like when I listen to someone, I, you watch a movie or you hear a song or you see a painting it connects personally because it really is all about me, right? I mean, and we're all, it's all <laughs> right? about me. We can't, and it, that's not a bad thing. I mean, in some ways it's not because it's, it's how we feel connected to another human being or, or my dog or whatever mm -hmm. I'm feeling connected to at the moment. But when we're talking about people are telling a story, someone sings a song I mean, how many times, like as a songwriter, how many times has someone written a song and I, the first time I hear it, I think, oh, why didn't I write that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that is such a good song, but it's not meant just, it's meant so much because you're, they're saying my exact feelings and that's what people love that. And right. so I, I think, yeah, it's important when you tell your story, I don't, I'm so sorry that we don't know each other well enough yet that if you have written that book, I don't know yet. But if you have, I'll get it. Have you written that book? Not that book, no. I haven't written that book. I, yet. Okay. I've written a book about uh, life changes and overcoming life changes. Yes, I okay. I saw that. Yes, that one's a little bit more structured in a program to walk people through. It tells parts of my story. Yeah. <clears throat> I have another book I'm I've been working on for a long time that is just my my journey. I don't know if that will just always stay a journal or if it will turn into something. I'm you know on the fence about what to do with that. Right. therapeutic at the moment yeah I, I i i think now always write the book yeah. if you've ever thought of writing a book write the book that's what i would t I, I have a friend she she's um passed away now um but she had written several books cooking books and and um different things around that she was a chef and a food critic and oh. and at that time i was still had several books in the making and she just said write a book everybody needs to write at least one book I love that yeah and I'm glad that I I when I when I wrote my book I actually said you know hey Lizzie I wrote the book yeah <laughs> I did it Woo! I'm sure she knows yes exactly exactly yeah. she's probably reading it right now <laughs> Wouldn't that be a trip? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and in, in true artist and author form, I love that you mentioned you had several going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> or there's like there's like little things like I have this box. Don't anyone touch that box because it's this wooden box. It's it's been, it's come with me through so many moves and everything. And there'll be like a little piece of paper this big, and there's several uh -huh. of those with you know the best line I've ever written. Right. <laughs> I don't know which book this is gonna go in, but it's ready to go in a home. It is ready to go in a song or a book or a poem. It is so ready. I just, and then I like. I did. Oh, there's that one. And then sometimes I look at, I'll look through that book just to reminisce and I'll go, ah, oh, I mean, that just, that's awesome. <laughs> that just sounds like the a book right there, like lines from a wooden box. And it's just a compilation oh, of all of everything. Exactly. <laughs> Put all in the same book. <laughs> I just might do that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they're, well, you know what? They all, they all seem so profound to me at all. Oh, but then of course, some of them, right? Some of them are like, what was I thinking? <laughs> right. I I've had somewhere in the moment I think this is the this is like the best writing ever. This is <laughs> Shakespeare's gonna like who's that? You know. That's right. <laughs> and then later it's like I didn't even spell their right. Like <laughs> <laughs> you get in your head about things. But then on the inverse, I'm sure you've had this too, where you may write something that might not even seem as profound in the moment, and then later someone quotes yeah. it back to you or yes. you see it. And it's like that are you sure that was me like I, or or that it that it impacted someone that way so writing does that and and music does that I know so many times like um when I I don't I'm not currently doing any music but when I used to I would sometimes think oh this is the most brilliant thing that's ever happened and it would be like wah wah fell flat right <laughs> or, yeah. or I'd have like what I thought was the worst set in history and then people would be coming up to me bawling oh my god that was so amazing <laughs> and I'm thinking well first of all I was like judging them were you not listening to anything that just happened up there <laughs> Yeah. What's wrong with I was people? out of tune. The, the, the <laughs> microphone was, was feedback. Like, I just went off on a tangent on something. Ah, you guys are not paying attention. How can I ever trust you again if you like this? <laughs> right. Yeah. I have I have this uh this gauge sometimes where I'm like, oh, if if that's what the bar is for good, then I don't know if I can trust your judgment. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then, of course, it comes back to it's all about me because it's all about them in that moment because right. something in that moment touched them. Mm -hmm. And that's all that matters. Like, why do we do it? I mean, otherwise, I should just sit at my piano or whatever at home and never leave my house again. And I have, and I'm going to tell you, I have spent in my life uh, the amount of, I spent uh, uh, when I was coming through a really dark place maybe 20 years ago, I spent over a year writing songs that I never wrote down. Mm. I just released them. And I just either sat with my guitar or at my piano and I just sang them. For me, most of them were worship songs and I just wanted to connect. Yeah. And I, I was like, everyone's like, how could you not write them down? Because that wasn't what it was for. Right. I just needed to connect and I didn't feel connected. I felt like I was free falling through world, the, my world mm -hmm. and I just needed to connect. It was the only thing that made me feel grounded. So, well, I, and I think there's a big, 
<clears throat> excuse me, I think there's a big misconception there to the viewer. They they see the the artist's goal to to be to entertain and to please the crowd. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> So why wouldn't you capture this? Because the world needs to hear that. And isn't that your main goal? When in reality, most artists and creatives, they, while it's it's great to get out there and that's what you're doing, but the actual process of creating the art is is for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is. It, it, and there's so many layers to it. It is. It, it's for, it's because if I don't, I, I can't breathe. Wow. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else to do when I, I'll tell you when I, after I had um, my accident and so a bit of my history is, so I sang for, you know, however many years and I did that in bars and clubs and, you know, all that kind of thing. And then I spent almost, you know, 15, 20 years in church as a minister, as a worship leader, I did that. And then I transitioned again back out and I was kind of scrambling a bit with that. I wasn't really sure. I, I felt very strongly. It was what I needed to do. It was what I, what I was born to do. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but it was, it was a bit of a scramble, right? Just emotionally for me. And, and um, what did I believe in and what did I think? And what was I doing any of this for anyways? And I was just kind of getting, feeling grounded in that. And, uh, and then, uh, the, the, so it was a Saturday. My accident was uh, on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2015. Bom, 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 very, and, and on the next Tuesday, I was going into the studio um, with a guy that I'd been just recently working with to start working on a CD. And I got, we were in the accident on the Saturday. And so since that day, uh, music is hard for me. And it's, it's a, a very, very long process to get back to it because of I have vertigo because I have a uh, for the first three years, my brain wouldn't start stop vibrating. Like if you if you went like and how your tongue feels. Yeah, my brain just always it was it was a very unpleasant experience. I don't recommend it. Right. <laughs> of all the things I've done, this is one I would least recommend. I'd skip that day. <laughs> <laughs> just skip that day. Why did we go in that car ride anyways? <laughs> but um oh yeah and here's the here's the real kicker. Um I found out later the young woman who hit us was a distracted driver and she she had gone through a drive-through and had french fries and they'd fallen on the floor in the back seat and she turned around to pick up her french fries oh, wow. <laughs> when she looked up there we were and i always said i knew french fries were my nemesis they were gonna get <laughs> oh, me no. one way or the other anyways so i when i and i was I had been a disability case manager for about four years that was my my job at the time and uh I just knew, I don't remember when, but it was around the three month mark. And I wasn't, I couldn't really leave the house. I, well, I couldn't drive for three years after the accident, but walking was hard. Talking was hard. And I just thought I need to paint. I'd never painted. Mm. I need to paint. And so I got someone to give me a ride down to the art store. I dumped like a thousand bucks and bought an <laughs> easel and brushes and canvases and paint. And like, I just, I'm a painter now. I need all the things. 
<laughs> and that's what I did. I just started to paint and I, I, when I first started it, literally um, 30 seconds was hard. I worked up to a minute, to two minutes, to three. And before I knew it, I was, you know, able to paint for 15 minutes. And then after about a year, I could, I, I mean, I would, I would be dizzy afterwards, but I could paint for, you know, sometimes a half an hour, an hour. And, wow. and, and it was just that I just needed to do something. I needed to, I, I couldn't just not. I, I, I did, there was something crying inside of me to create something. However, and they're, you know, I, they're not great. You know, I mean, they're, I mean, some of them are pretty good, but for the most part, it was very somatic and it's, you know, it was me feeling what it felt like to feel paint glide across a canvas and just feel alive again. So, yeah. um, yeah, I'm, that's how it works for me. I'm going to find something to do. I say, people say, oh my gosh, you're so creative. You do so many things. And I'm like, well, yes, I would say that is correct. I do so many things. I'm not saying I do any of them well. <laughs> well there's that idea of just pursuing whatever is interesting in the moment. And yeah. one of the things that I think is beautiful about that is, you know, music became something that wasn't going to be feasible to be doing as easily but art in whatever form, especially with, with painting, you can go at whatever pace you need to go. Yes. Yeah. You can come back to it and that paint has dried and you can add more to it or you can start over with something different. Whatever you want to do, yeah. you know, it, it's up to you. Yeah, it is. It's, and I think it's when it's in you to create. I think that the, you know, all the years that I, I, I worked in or created with music mm -hmm. it was a transferable skill I it, it was I kind I somehow knew a little bit about I mean of course there's colors and blending and you know when do you stop and what's too much Bob Ross will tell us all about that he <laughs> he, he was the master of it you know yeah um, but it was just I, I I knew already that how I felt in the moment was more important than all the rest of that. Mm -hmm. It just had something was inside that had to come out. And yeah. that's, that's, that's what I did. Yeah. Um, now, I, I know I had a, a client who was very frustrated with himself because he would he would want to pursue all these different things. And kind of that, like you mentioned, that being that creative type, maybe not expert in any one field, right? But to right. be able to do them all. And I had to kind of pause them and say, well, what's wrong with being an adventurer? What's wrong? Yes. Oh, I love it. You know, why? Yes. maybe that's your thing. And not that we have to have a label on everything, because like you said, a label sounds more judgmental than maybe an explanation. But but that can be who you are, is that you're going to go experience as much of any little thing as you can. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Taste it all. It, yeah. Life is a buffet. Right? Why, <laughs> yeah. why do I want to restrict myself? Do I look like a girl who restricts herself? No, no, no. I like, I, you know, why would I just take strawberries and not peaches? Like, I don't know. It's, it's like one of those, there's so much out there. Taste it and see yeah. that it is good. Like, it's just, there's just so much to play around with and to and enjoy. And yeah, life is, life is, is, is a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful buffet. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Now you mentioned your book. We're going to have 
We have links to that in the description and to okay. your pages so people can find you and follow you. Uh, it sounds to me like you've really found joy. Yeah, I, I I have found found joy and I found ways to remember joy when I can't and to find my way back to it and and things. Yeah, I it, it matters to me that I always remember that even when I when I um, kind of lose my balance or I lose my way or I feel like I'm in a dark place because, you know, come on, us creatives, we, mm -hmm. we spend some time in dark places. We just, you know, sure. it, but it's but it's remembering that I actually have the capability to find my way back to joy. If if I feel lost for a little while, I can find my way back. I don't have to stay in this place, mm -hmm. wherever that place is. If I felt lost or frightened or sad or whatever it is, I don't need to stay there. There's a way, there's actually like a formula I can do this, this, and this, and it's right. going to take me out of my head out of them wah, wah, you know they they can kind of as you were saying that I was wondering if you had a a trick or a, a thing that you do to say okay when I get to this space you know I do I have I have several actually you know if I if I'm if I'm anxious uh if I'm okay so if I if I'm feeling a little bit lost I can even just know if I just get up and do the dishes mm -hmm. if I get up and put my hands in warm water and feel that and clean a little space just a small space that can that can, that can be the thing that can open me up just a small space if i'm anxious and i'm finding it difficult to go for a walk say or something because i'm you know just a little i can't cope with it that day i can walk around my house not everyone has a yard. I have a yard, but if you don't have a yard, right? You go, I can walking around the house can actually start to stir up, get the serotonin, you know, get the things going on in my brain, right. <clears throat> excuse me, that need to get going. <clears throat> and I can do those, those little things. I can just start to do small things, or I can write down, just grab a piece of paper and a pen and just start writing how this feels and what I feel like. And if I'm ticked off or whatever's going on, what it and just, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to all be beautiful and wonderful and shareable. Sometimes clearing physical space, either in my home or in my mind is the thing that's going to open things up mm. and to not be afraid to explore that a little bit mm -hmm. adventure I love that <laughs> I'm an adventurer well, Woo! and one thing that you mentioned earlier which really hit home and I was gonna call it out but then we we got on other other conversations which is beautiful which I love <laughs> but I did want to make sure and point out is you made a comment about at one point you were feeling anxious and you said it was it was about getting back on stage and you said I was feeling anxious I said it was probably excitement my but my brain filed it as anxiety or something along yeah. those lines and I thought that's so self-aware that we, mm. that, that our brain tricks us in that way and that our, our body feels the same way for both, both feelings. And yet exactly. we interpret it differently. And if we can, if we can understand, you know what, my brain didn't do me a favor on that one. Yes. And if I can know that it could be exciting, I could maybe step into that situation differently. 
Right, exactly, because you know, if you if you grab your phone, right, and you're about to text, and it pre it has the preemptive, it wants oh, to tell you yeah. all the things that go onto that, or you're googling something, mm -hmm. you know, boys with, and then all of a sudden it's you know mustaches, cars, blah 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 blah. <laughs> blah. Our, our brain kind of does that. It, it's I have this feeling, and then our brain goes. It, it just is trying so hard to file it. It just wants to do that so much for us right. that it starts to give our preemptive text to us. And if we snag onto one of those, it, then that's the one we're going to stick ourselves with. And it might not be accurate. And so that's the other part of it is just, just okay, just hang on. Just Let's just see what's going on here for a minute. <laughs> let's finish just, typing it ourselves. <laughs> yes. Let's just, before I decide that there's a giant spider in the house that's going to eat me, maybe <laughs> that's not it. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, it's something else. Could yeah. it be? Why don't I just slow it down a little bit and actually feel the feeling that I'm feeling? Well, that's a lot of feels. As a writer, I have just <laughs> broken my cardinal law, but I didn't write that, so it's okay. Feel right. the feeling that I'm feeling. Yeah, I, I, yeah, In I one know. sentence, same word, three times. E gads. <laughs> yeah, I just edited one of my Facebook posts the other day. It was two sentences, but within two sentences, there was the same word, and I was like, I just need to get rid of that other word. <laughs> I can't have it in the same. I can't no, have it I go. It's just like. It, that's when you know you're a real writer because it's like, I, I can't yeah. do that I can't, oh my gosh what have I done and then someone's saying oh I really think. like what you said I'm like then again it's like I just came off the stage from singing how can I trust you right <laughs> if, you, if you could say that when I when I doubled up on words ah yeah and and then you notice it like just now like when you're speaking you start to notice and it's like oh wait can I edit that out I just can we do something with that in editing well then of course words, sometimes it matters right yeah so well, may, i meant to do that because that was uh you know whatever there, not there in the alliteration but whatever it was I'm yeah, not for sure. the emphasis that's right that's right i really wanted to drive that home to the listening viewer yeah <laughs> so speaking of the viewers so and and the watchers and listeners where where's the what is the best way for them to support you and help you out what of the the links that we've got in here oh that's awesome well thanks that's a great question um i think that you know i've i'm there's a few things that i'm developing that aren't that aren't happening yet right so um i do some art therapies and uh sound therapy and things like that so that's sort of where this road has taken me if they're interested to see what i'm doing uh they can go to my webpage alleywayart.com a-l-i-w-a-y-a-r-t.com alleywayart on facebook uh, they can find out what the new books that I'm writing, uh, if they're interested in things like that. Basically, anything I'm doing, uh, those are the two that I can somewhat handle. I'm a wee, I'm a wee bit technologically challenged. So I'm, you know, well, that's I'm like, yeah, I, right there. I have all these other things. I can't tell you I'm ever going to see your message, but I will for sure on Facebook or an alleywayart at gmail.com. They can get a hold of me there, too. I, I do have, um, uh, hopefully by uh, Christmas, I have some children's books coming out. Oh, and I'm super excited about that. And yeah, so that's, I just kind of just keep plugging along. I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I just keep doing stuff. Whatever <laughs> feels, whatever brings you joy in the moment. That's what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's, that's it.
Oh, and my podcast is coming up. Thank you for saying yes. that. I'm, uh, I do have a, I am just starting a podcast. I have, um, I've got a bunch in the bank as they say, mm -hmm. and hopefully that will be coming out in September and people can, uh, find me there. And it's really going to be a show just about how do people find their joy and That's what are the ways that we do that? Yeah. And so pay attention to that. Make sure that you're following Alleyway on Facebook so that you can catch the first episode right when it comes out because September's, you know, pretty much upon us. So yeah, maybe I should say October, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm a couple, you know, we're, we're recording a little ahead. So by the time this is out, it'll, it'll probably line up perfectly. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, before we go, what, what would be that advice you'd give people on how they can own their awkward? Own your awkward. Um, I think really owning your awkward is, is, is um, find ways that you're different and celebrate those. Don't, don't hide them, you know, put that out on your porch with a cocktail and say, yeah, baby, this is how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's the first time I've had it explained like that, but that is the way to do it. That's, that's really, really celebrating it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. Well, Allison, it has been such a pleasure. This conversation has been amazing. I could talk to you for hours. I think we have so much we could just unpack. Uh, I know. I'm. A, I'm. A, uh, this was wonderful. Thank you. I was nervous because I'm, you know, because I'm basically wired that way. And this was wonderful. Thank you. Good. Well, thank you. And I look forward to much more collaborations in the future and getting to know you and maybe making my way north and saying hi one of these days. And, oh, my God. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Bring your mucklucks. Uh, all right. <laughs> Well, thank you. And everybody else, thanks for joining us. Be sure to give Allison love all over the social medias and the website. Get her book, Find Your Joy, and as always, own your awkward. Thank you so much for listening in for today's show. Be sure to visit awkwardcareer.com to continue your journey. And of course, please like, subscribe, and share with your friends so they can find their awkward side and learn how to own it.